Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Champions, welcome to Breakfast with Champions, man, the Million Dollar Breakfast Club, and we are here. We made it. Good morning to everyone in the room. Good morning, Coco. 
Uh, good morning, Dexter and, and Evan. Good morning, Case, and good morning to Ali and Jean. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Ella. Good morning, Ahmad. Good morning, Carla. Uh, good morning, Josh. Good morning, Ozzy. Good morning to everyone in the room. I am T.M. Hyman, and I'm excited to get us started this morning. We are here. It is January 4th. Wow. We made it. It's a whole new year. Whole new year. And it's a whole new breakfast with champions. We are rising and grinding back with Glenn Lundy Tuesday. And I'm excited to be able to kick us off every Tuesday, 5 a.m., ping some folks in, ping them in, ping them in, ping them in. Darian, get us started. The sun will rise. If you have not downloaded The Sun Will Rise, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? It is a dynamic, inspirational song to get up to, right? I mean, I love it. The sun will rise. I remember it's your light that shines on me, right? That's one of my favorite verses in the song. Welcome. Ping some folks in, ping them in, ping them in, ping them in. To topic today, the truth about making connections. The truth about making new connections. I want to dive into it this morning. Again, T.M. Hyman, business coach, business leader, mentor, and I'm excited about what 2022 has for us. Marcus Black got us kicked off yesterday. Man, did you not enjoy yesterday's rise and grind live feed it's the first time i actually watched it from beginning to end glenn hats off to you and the entire team for that broadcast yesterday flash your mics flash your mics if you really enjoyed the kickoff yesterday i did i was like look at glenn this is truly like nbc good morning yes. america style glenn so lit so lit thank you Let's brother get started. i appreciate you my man, man. It was so good, man. I was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're ready for the big screen, brother. You're ready for the big screen. Congratulations. Again, uh, this morning, we are talking about the truth about making new connections, everybody. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, spending time with your best. Spending time with your best. This year, we must take a different strategy with making sure we jumpstart and grow our team to the ultimate level, right, to an optimal level. And so the, the idea of the truth about making new connections, for me, I want to speak to leaders in the connections that we have got to make within our teams, right? And we've got to spend more time with our best, with our best. So years ago, I learned about a, a principle, and it's called different things, but it was introduced to me as the Pareto principle, the Pareto principle, the Pareto principle, P-R-E. T.O., Pareto, principle. And I began applying it in my life many, 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 many years ago. It's a useful tool for determining priorities for any person's life or for any organization, right? So the Pareto principle, also known in many different uh, areas as the 80-20 uh, rule, it's also known as the Pareto Rule, but, but what is it? The Pareto Principle, named after economist uh, Vilfredo Pareto, specifies that 80% of consequences come from 20% of the causes asserted and unequal relationship between inputs and outputs, right? The principle serves as a general reminder that the relationship between input and output is not balanced. 
it is not balanced. Hence, the Pareto principle is also known as the Pareto rule or the 80-20 rule. So the 20% of your priorities will give you 80% of your production. If you spend your time, energy, money, and personnel on the top 20% of your priorities, I'll repeat it. 20% of your priorities will give you 80% of your production. 20% of your priorities will give you 80% of your production. If, the key word is if, if you spend time, energy, money, and personnel, which is all resources, right, on the top 20% of your priorities. Now, that's going to be different for everyone because all of our priorities differ. But what is common is the 20% gleaning 80% of your production. We've all heard about the 20, the 80-20, the 20-80, right? It's the 20-80. But for me, it was introduced to me as the Pareto principle. Now, every leader needs to understand this principle, regardless of how you describe it, what you call it, right? Whether it's the 80-20, whether it's the Pareto principle, whether it's the Pareto rule. You need to understand, and I keep I keep flipping the numbers back and forth, but it's 80-20, not 20-80. The 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle or the Pareto rule. Every leader needs to understand it and apply it in the area of people, oversight, and leadership people oversight and leadership we're talking about taking it to the next level in 2022 and it's the fourth day of the year so we have plenty of runway to hit the ground running but we need a plan and we need the right concepts and principles to help us 20 percent of your priorities will give you 80 percent of your production if you spend time energy money and personnel so to take write those down number one time number two energy number three money and number four personnel i think a lot of times we pivot to money thinking that money is the answer and it's not really money that's not the answer to our problems most of the answers to our problems is spending the time we need to spend right blocking that time making it a priority, and then putting forth the effort we need to bring about results. We might have to spend some money, and we definitely, we definitely need people to help us to make it happen. But the elements to generating production is time, energy, money, and personnel. We can't get too much done without those elements. And then for every leader, we need to make sure that we are putting the focus in on our people, the oversight and the leadership. For example, 20% of the people in an organization will be responsible for 80% of the company's success. We hear that all the time. We hear that all the time. 20% of the people will be responsible for 80% of the effort or the work, right? Or the, reven the revenue generated within a business. Is that, does it have to be that way, right? Because it's not too fair at the end of the day. Right. Even though the people who are doing the most are probably making the most, but it's not always true. But somehow in my mind, I like to balance that out 
better. I like to get even more productivity, right? And these are some principles that I've been able to apply that has gotten even more gains of productivity within my business. I want to apply it even more this year. Um, I did it, I've done it historically in different ways, different aspects, different things that I've been trying to um, overcome or accomplish. But as I've started to really lean into, again, oversight, leadership, some of the challenges that I experienced working from home, right? I mean, some people work better from home than they do in the office. Some people work better in the office than they do at home. That's the oversight piece, right? Because you have to know what works best for every individual. You can't put everyone in the same bucket, right? We're individuals. We should be treated as individuals. And I think when we have leaders that lean into us that way, we get better performance because no one really wants to know how much you know until they know how much you care. 20% of the people in your organization will be responsible for 80% of the company's success. The strategy that I've used to enable leaders to increase the productivity within our organizations, within our departments, um, even within specific projects, it goes a little like this. So determine which are the top 20% producers in your organization. Who are the top 20? The best of the best. The best of the best. Spend 80% of your people time with that top 20%. Spend the majority of your time with the top 20 producers. Spend 80% of your personal development dollars on the top 20% producers. And I know that that might be like, huh? That's where the money come in. I already said it's gonna take us time, energy, money, and personnel. If we wanna get the next top 20%, if we want to get the, the first 20% in the right direction, right, we got to spend money. We have to spend development dollars. I encourage every business owner who has not carved out development dollars in your budget this year, carve out the dollars. Carve out the dollars. Carve out the dollars so that you can send a couple of people to grow for God this year. C carve out the development dollars, right? Carve out the dollars to send people to the events that are coming up, right? Dallas is going to help grow people. Every consortium that we have, you should be budgeting dollars to attend so that you can grow. We're talking about development dollars for the top 20% producers. We're not just talking about anybody. We're talking about the top producers. We have to spend money to help develop and get leaders to the next level because leaders help us to develop others to get them to the next level. So again, I'll repeat, number one, determine which people are the top percent producers in your organization. And, and I know we think sales when we think top producers, but it, it's any, in any industry, it's not just sales, right? It could be customer service. It could be research. You know, it could be creatives, right? Doesn't have to be sales, just the top 20 pro producers, top 20% producers in any area, in any arena. Spend 80% of your people time with the top 20%, meaning get to know them, 
When is their birthday? What is their favorite color? What's their favorite restaurant? People time. And then 80% of your development dollars on the top 20%. You want to identify weaknesses, gaps, areas of growth and opportunity. And you want to proactively close those gaps for those leaders. And then ask the top 20% to do on-the-job training for the next 20%. See, that's the sauce. That's the secret. That's what has made a difference for me. Asking the top 20% that I have spent people time with, that I have invested development dollars in, right? Now, asking the top 20% to do on-the-job training to help the next 20%. If we can take quartiles at all levels, right, specifically your bottom quartiles, your third and fourth quartiles, what do I mean by quartiles? When you are ranking performance and when you have outliers, people who are not making the mark, people who are not meeting expectations, right? You have your top quartiles, your first and your second. Those are typically those who are making the mark, right? The, the, a, B, the a students, the B students. Then you have the third and fourth quartiles and sometimes the fifth quartile, right? That's the C and the D and the F students, right? We also have those kind of students on our jobs. And it's our job to move those people up or move those people out. And sometimes we spend way too much time keeping people in the third and fourth quartiles who should have either been developed or moved out. This year, we are not... Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Wasting time. Glenn say, we not messing around. We not messing around anymore, holding on to people who are not bringing value into our businesses. We want to spend time with the best. You want to determine which are the top 20% producers. Not that the others, others aren't relevant, but we're talking about the best so that we can have the best to train up others. Because if people aren't motivated by the processes and seeing what's happening, they're typically going to opt out. They're going to fire themselves or they're going to step it up. But when the Pareto principle or the golden rule is at work proactively, it's a culture. When you foster that type of environment, things typically come together. People start to move along. So if we're going to take it to the next level in 2022, we want to spend time with your best. Spend time with your best. And then I'll, I'll offer up that to use every tool you have. Use every tool that is at your disposal. Delegation is the most powerful tool I think most of us leaders have. 
delegation. Delegation increases individual productivity according to the number of people to whom uh, you actually have reporting to you or that you can actually delegate to. You know, it measures um, productivity in so many ways, but I mean, it also increases the productivity of your department and organization. And a lot of us are not good at delegating, but we've got to get better if we're going to take it to the next level in 2022. Leaders who can't or won't delegate create bottleneck to productivity in the group or within the organization. Why do some leaders fail to delegate effectively? Well, I have an opinion and I'll just share some of my thoughts. And I'd love to leave space um, to open up so that we can talk about um, some of these and, and but I just want to lean in because just just my opinion. I know my own struggles over the years with delegating. Um, it was a control thing for me, but I just want to share some thoughts and um and get some feedback as we have to come up with a plan as individuals um, to to really soar in 2022. Why do some leaders fail to delegate? In my opinion, insecurity. And insecurity is one issue, right? We we don't really want uh, to give power or control to someone else, right? Because we lack um, a secure position within ourselves, within our role. Um, number two, lack of confidence in others. You don't, you don't really trust them. You don't really have confidence that they're going to get it right. You know, someone may have messed up one or two things and now you're just like, nope, nope, not my watch. So lack of confidence in others, um, lack of ability to train others, lack of ability to train. Sometimes it's easier to tell people what to do rather than to show them how to do it. Right? So a lack of ability to train. Number four, personal enjoyment of the task. Th that's a real thing. Sometimes we like what we do so much, we don't want anybody else to touch it. It's mine, it's mine. No, delegate, right? Because you should be working on something else anyway in your capacity. You have other things to do. So number one, why do leaders fail to delegate? Insecurity. Number two, lack of confidence in others. Number three, lack of ability to train others. Number four, <laughs> we enjoy the task. Number five, it's a habit. It's just a routine. We just used to doing it. Okay, stop doing it. Break the habit. Number six, inability to find someone else to do it. Inability to find someone else to do it. Well, th there's many people who can do it but it goes back to one of the other issues, right? Do we have confidence in them? Do we have confidence in them? Can we train them? But that's number six, the inability to find someone else to do it. Number seven, lack of time. I'm not sure how the lack of time to, to delegate is an issue. It's it simply make a decision, delegate. And then number eight, and I do it best type of mindset. You know, I got it. I could do it. You know, I do it better. Well, no one else will be able to even try to do it better if you don't let it go. If you recognize yourself in any of the issues that I just mentioned, you probably aren't delegating enough, right? Here are some other indicators that you need to delegate. When deadlines are missed often, crises become frequent, someone else could do the job, or those under your leadership need another world to conquer. The, all reasons to delegate, 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 delegate. How well are you delegating? You know, do you need to delegate more? 
is my question this morning. You know, how can you apply the Pareto principle in your life to help you to delegate more? I have beat my head up against the wall as a leader trying to do what I felt was right. Um, and in my mind, the right thing was to always own it, right? I, I, I can do it. You know, I, I got it. Own it. Because owning it to me was being a leader. When in fact, I learned that delegating is being a leader also, right? And, and, and you're not stressing yourself out and you're not carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. And when you delegate, you can bring people along with you. Everyone wants to come along. Everyone wants to come along. Now, this is the thing. We don't all move at the same pace as we're coming along because some people need more clarity, right? The communication is not that clear. Some people need more understanding. Some people more need more comprehension. But regardless, as leaders, we have to be patient to get them where they need to go, right? To get them where they need to go. And so I want to yield to allow um, some time for comments, feedback, um, and anyone who wants to impart. So please flash your mic, uh, tell us your name if you'd like to uh, jump in and, and, hey, and, and share. Good morning. Good morning. Tell us your Sarah name. McCord here. How are you? Good David. morning. Hola, hey, Sarah. Um, <laughs> I love Sarah? this segment, although I will say I'm not really a mathy person, uh, but in all seriousness, I absolutely loved it. And here's something that's really cool. We always talk about sometimes the synergies that we hear on stage, and it was super interesting to me when you were talking about looking for that 20% of people to surround yourself with, whether that's in your industry, whether that's creators, that it's not just sales, like looking for those elite people. Because really and truly, Brian Benstock in Champion Circle last night, what stood out to me the most, and I just commented this to Ramon, he asked a question in Champion Circle, was that he was talking about when you surround yourself and, and study excellence, those people who are at the very top, how that helps you level up your game in your business and for your team and as a leader. And so it was just very cool to me that I heard that twice in less than 12 hours. So I had to chime in on that and tell you, great segment. Thank you so much. It, it makes a difference, uh, Sarah, right? I mean, just think about the breakfast of champions, right? I mean, and think about, I'll speak for myself. I have leveled up in such a major way simply by being in this room, right? And it, it, it speaks volumes because when you surround yourself around the best of the best, you can't do anything but level up. You can't do anything. Either you have to leave quietly or level up. And most people do not want to leave quietly. At least I have not wanted to leave quietly. Thank you for that, Sarah. Tell us your name. Who wants to pop in? Yeah. Yes, sir. Jeff, the entrepreneur, brother. Hey, you spoke right to me, man. A hundred percent, man. Always there is a, there's a difference between a solopreneur and an entrepreneur. And man, uh, leadership and values and dude I, I love hearing you speak every time one thing that i did was you know i always worked with vas um and did systems all the time and loved that and thought i was doing more it wasn't until actually um kind of get hit with you know more than i thought where my dad's house 
again was going to go under foreclosure and I would have to bail him out with a loan again. And it was just like, man, what's going on with life as everything goes. So my dad actually turned on two jobs to work with me. And it's probably been the best partnership as like my, um, my executive, uh, for everything kind of understands a lot of different stuff, kind of my, um, executive assistant, right. And just doing more. So, you know, brought him on payroll to do that. And then on top of that, because we're able to bring in more, it frees up my time, um, which with the consulting firm or whatever, you know, he, he understands that. And like, so the great thing is it went from him, this is just like personal too, watching the news to them, him watching Patch Ben David, a lot of the things, you know, I've been around a lot of, uh, um, blessed to be around a lot of amazing people, like uh, all your, all your guys. And I have him watch that in the morning. So instead of watching news, he's watching that he's business minded. So there, there's something more about, um, you know, really, and I, I never planned on having like a family business or keeping it in, but, um, even delegating with, um, uh, you know, my, my brother yesterday, uh, with, we were filming ads, do ad spend for everything that we have going on. Um, and him just going over all the copy and, and just looking over everything for me and stuff. And I used to always hire stuff internally, like, uh, you know, always on Fiverr or, uh, do stuff. And then, then even with that, now I have interns that want to help me out. So I, I sent out an intern form for them and it's just been, it's really been blessing and great. So as soon as I stopped leaning into, um, just having to figure it out myself and then lean on the people that were really around me and then emulate, you know, greatness around me, how it is, um, literally of just, you know, and that's why I've been off clubhouse a lot. I've been building in systems and stuff and, uh, it's awesome. It's exactly what a true like entrepreneur does with culture, systems, leadership, et cetera. Right. And, uh, so I, I just, I'm living proof of like seeing it before kind of trying to do it to actually like starting to see the fruits you know, of putting it all in, uh, through everything. So I just, you're speaking right to me, brother. Always. I love your, your I appreciate you, Jeff. Good, good morning, man. Good morning, good morning. TM. This good is morning. Tina. How are you? Hey, Tina. Good morning, queen. I'm going to keep this super short because I have a client in like six minutes, but I definitely a thousand percent resonate with everything that you said. And like you said, just being a part of breakfast of champions in this little bit of time that I've been with them, I guess I started in like March or April. I've accomplished so many things that I've been trying to do for years. And I think, like you said, being around people like the champions that are here, it's either going to force you to level the freak up or just get out. And I'm just so grateful for you, for Glenn, for Sarah, for everyone that's in here, because it's forced me in a beautiful way to just be even better and even great. So thank you so much for this space. And I love you all. Thank you. Love you, we, Tina. We love you back, Tina. Level the freak up or get Hell out. Hell yeah. I love that. Go ahead, G.I. Oh, wow. Wow. I think I heard uh, G.I. And then uh, we'll let the lady go first. And then I think I saw Steven and then David. We'll try to get it in. Yeah. Good morning, amazing champions. Um, Y'all know leadership is my jam. Uh, but I want to say about delegation, one of the things I learned, you know, with 27 years in the Air Force and, um, you know, managing, uh, you know, thousands of people is that we have to delegate uh, according one to giftedness, you know, according to talent and according to uh, capability and capacity. And what I mean by that is everybody doesn't have the capability to do everything. And, and they don't have the capacity <laughs> to do everything, right? And capability is about ability. Capacity is about 
you know, the, the, how much can you handle? Right. And so, you know, I'm big on, uh, you give people things that they are best at, because when you give somebody something that they are great at, they can do the work of five because it is natural to them. They have the experience, they know what needs to be done and things that you would not even think about. And so they are addition and multiplication. However, when you delegate and and they're not in their, uh, you know, uh, um, area of strength, they are subtraction and division. They can divide and cause greater work. So, you know, the idea of delegation is great, but we must do that with wisdom and insight. And I believe that you give somebody little, you know, the Bible says you, if you're a great steward over, over little, then you'll be a great steward over much. This is GI God inspired to help women, veteran entrepreneurs and leaders have greater impact. Always a pleasure champions. Let's level up. Let's level the freaking up. No, absolutely. GI. And I missed you again. Uh, but we're going to sink one of these days uh, in, in Virginia for sure. You know, you have to put the people time in. You know, if you're going to delegate, in order to delegate effectively, you have to know, you know, the, the skills, right, of the folk that you're delegating to. Uh, so you want to delegate effectively. Totally uh, agree with that, GI. Um, Steven, I think, was next, and then David, yep. if we can fit it in. Hey, TM, I'm going to yield my time to David since I have my segment in two Thank minutes. you, sir. David. You hear me? I think brother? that was David Hill. David Hill going once. Right. David Hill, go ahead. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate that. And TM, awesome message this morning, sir. I was uh, fortunate to have spent time with Gary Keller, who wrote the book, The One Thing. And Gary's the founder of Keller Williams. And I am also a trainer, one of the certified trainers that actually used to teach a course from the book. And there's a whole chapter on the 80-20 principle or the Pareto principle. It's, it's an awesome principle when you understand it at that deep level. And one of the things that Gary did is he, I'm sorry, I've been eating. <laughs> one of the things that Gary did is um, he actually hired somebody to follow him around for two weeks and document every single thing he did, everything he did. Um, and, and, and what what he did by, what he found out by doing that is is everything that was his highest use of time and then all the things that weren't his highest use of time. And we can do the same thing. We can just literally uh, take two weeks and every 15 minutes write down every single thing we've just done so that we can figure out what is in our 80% and what is in our 20%. And then if you follow what Gary did is he then hired somebody and he says, okay, everything that is in with, with everything outside of my 20% is, is now leveraged or, or given to somebody else. And that is now their job. And one of the things that I, I got from him that I'll wrap with is you need to find other rock stars that their 20% is your 80%. There you go. Yes. And I'll li- leave it at that, TM. No, li- listen, and that's a great uh, place to leave it. How can you apply uh, the Pareto principle in your life champions, you know, how well are you delegating at the end of the day? We're talking about the truth about creating new connections. You know, I encourage you to spend time with your best and to use every tool you have. I 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.